0: Hi everybody, thanks for joining us again. Uh, Today is the 23rd of March in Sydney. Uh, We'll be talking about markets and portfolios as at close of markets on Friday the 20th. It's Matt Bushby here, Head of Global Distribution at Rare Infrastructure. I'm sitting with Co-Founder and Senior Portfolio Manager Nick Langley once again. Nick, thanks for joining us today. Pleasure. Last week saw another 10.5% fall in global equity markets. The infrastructure indices were down somewhere between 11.5% and 13%, depending on which index you're looking at. Uh, RARE's value portfolio was down 8% and the income portfolio down 7%. During the week, we saw the shutdowns intensify globally, uh, but at the same time, massive stimulus measures were announced by governments around the world to support their various economies. Nick, how would you describe last week?
1: Yeah, obviously, we've got uh, opposing forces um, on the one side, the uh, economic disruption caused by government reaction to the virus, you know, school and business shutdowns, stay at home orders, closing of borders and so on. On the other side, fiscal and monetary stimulus, which, you know, frankly, are, are changing daily. And so that's causing uh, parts of the portfolio to move really on a, on a regional basis. Uh, and that's you know something that will come through in the numbers. There's a few things that are quite interesting, though, uh, you know, and just in terms of what's changing in our view, you know, we now have uh, views coming through in the market of, of the level of economic damage, let's say, that might be done, uh, you know, one of the forecasters expecting a 20% decline in GDP in the US in, in second quarter, um, you know, and to put that in perspective, first quarter of 2009, so high of the GFC uh, had a decline in, in GDP of about twenty four percent So big numbers coming through there uh, in the uh, u you s know, jobless claims have been running at about two hundred thousand people a week. Um, last week was a million um, this week is forecast to be three million, so this is having a significant economic impact on the other side of that. you know the central banks have stepped up you know Fed in particular and they 're providing liquidity into into the market and into the system, which is really important um, so that 's a tick. Um, the governments are coming through with their fiscal packages now. And that's really a question of, you know, are they scalable? Do they get cash into the hands of households? And how are they supporting SMEs in particular as the major employers in uh, in various economies? Um, so we're seeing a number of these things change quite quickly. Our view has changed a little. Our view is is now we will see... Uh, shutdowns and potentially rolling shutdowns for maybe as long as 12 months until a vaccine is available and, and distributable. Uh, and so we are going to see greater economic damage, which means all of these uh, programs, both on the fiscal side and on the monetary side, may need to be scaled up over time.
0: Turning to infrastructure now, last week, it, it seems to me that we saw a greater dispersion among some of the, the sectors and even companies within those sectors Uh, than we saw over the previous couple of weeks since this sell-down has started. For example, European airports were actually up for the week, as were uh, UK and and some European utilities. Midstream, which we've talked about and you recorded another podcast on a few weeks ago, was a bit mixed uh, with some companies fairly flat and others down sharply. US utilities were, were down on the week, albeit not as much as the equity market in general. How do you explain that level of difference that we're now currently seeing?
1: yeah, there's quite a dispersion uh, on a on a regional basis, so if you look back you know the week before last um, you know there was some big falls in in Europe, and so they corrected somewhat last week, and the u s you know really was still falling last week. Now, the big driver there is um, asset managers, hedge funds uh, and and ETF selling. A uh, lot of deleveraging occurring across portfolios, and that's resulting in a lot of trading in the market. So liquidity is increasing, uh, but you're seeing these stocks gap down a lot. And that's you know, also causing um, correlations to kind of move to one across different asset classes. Uh, this is all part of the liquidity squeeze that's going on as this deleveraging occurs. We've seen this before. It happened during the GFC. And you know what we see is is the correlation of everything kind of moves to one, and then the the market starts to discriminate between different asset classes and and so on. So we're kind of seeing that happen now in Europe, which is why you've got infrastructure doing quite well while markets generally are still falling. Um, in the U.S., we're still in that deleveraging and and you know that search for liquidity. We expect that to normalize through the course of this week, particularly as the Fed has stepped into the market, getting a lot of liquidity into the market, backstopping the reserves of banks, which is giving banks then the confidence to to on lend, to corporates and so on. So, you know, we, we are seeing that abnormal kind of trading situation. Um, rectify. And, and on the basis of that, we think infrastructure is going to uh,
0: going to you know, do quite well over the next uh, few months. So, a key message out of that, Nick. You know, the, the very short-term performance, the day-on-day, the week-on-week day day, week is still driven by the, the weight of money and the, and the selling through deleveraging rather than you know, reading too much into the fundamentals or perhaps even how you know, investors are viewing these stimulus packages and how effective they'll be over a longer period of time.
1: Yes, in the US in particular, um, you know, Europe has started to normalise, and we expect the the uh, US to normalise this week. Having said that, it's obviously you know it is going to be important to get the US fiscal stimulus um, passed through the Senate and the House, and we expect that to um, happen
0: through the course of this week. You touched on it earlier. Correlations have all gone to one. Markets have moved down, you know, down significantly, and I know we're getting some questions on you know, investors saying, "Well, okay, I've got you know diversification across." Equities, infrastructure, reits in my portfolio. I'm not necessarily seeing that, you know, over the the month. For example, I'm not seeing the diversification benefits. Again, week on week, we are starting to see a little bit. Our portfolios down, kind of seven and eight percent last week. You saw, you know, global reit markets nineteen percent last week. Uh, Australian a reits down twenty seven percent on the week. Um, you know, can you can you draw any, I guess, comments out? on the those sorts of moves
1: generally we start we see correlations all move in the in the same direction and that's you know normal for these sorts of events i think where the market's getting to on the on the the reit side is they are very nervous about the impact on the real economy of this you know shut down school and and business shutdowns the stay-at-home orders and and so on and the impact that that will have on on small and medium sized enterprises, um, you know particularly small shops and so on, and so you know the REIT sector could well take some lasting damage through the economic impact and and you know investors are starting to focus that so if they 've got to sell things in their portfolio as they're looking at, at areas to sell they 're kind of going through a triage process and and the REITs are are getting belted in that context, you know frankly, so are some of the energy stocks
0: for our names generally we 've spoken a lot about. You know, resilience of cash flow over long periods of time obviously market prices are, are moving around as we're seeing you know do you still hold that view with with you know a view now that this these rolling shutdowns could last longer you know, are, we, are we factoring that in to our modeling how are we viewing the credit worthiness of, of companies you know, I guess in short what's what's the team doing um, you know to look at all of our assumptions and, and make changes in that regard the short answer is you know we're
1: comfortable with the with the positions in the portfolio. It's listen, it's predominantly utility exposures. Uh, they don't have you know GDP exposure over over the medium and longer term, uh, and they are essential services. So you know we expect them to continue to get paid, um, and and they're a core part of SME expenditure. And governments are supporting SMEs wherever they can. So you know utility bills are going to get paid. If not, that cost gets socialised anyway. So those companies are fine. From a team perspective, the first order of business is always to look at the liquidity profile, the debt profile, the refinancings, the covenants of the the companies as we go through these liquidity squeezes. Um, So that was completed last week. Uh, went through all of our companies and and you know, understand exactly where they're at. Been in touch with most of the companies themselves. Uh, they've all got uh, revolvers that they can draw on to cover refinancings for at least this year and next year, and that gives us confidence that the companies have got enough liquidity to last through you know potential disruptions in markets, which you know, frankly we expect to be um, sorted by the middle of the year anyway. So from that perspective, you know, we're, we're confident in uh, the debt profile and liquidity profile of the companies in the portfolio. We're comfortable with uh, the cash flows, particularly on the on the utility side. You know, there is work continuing to be done on some of the economically sensitive stocks. And, you know, this, the impact on those stocks does depend on how the pandemic unfolds and, and the reaction of governments and so on. Uh, so, you know, at this stage, there may well be dividend cuts in some of those companies. We're trying to identify those now and work out, you know, what we do, how much of that is priced into, into markets and so on. Uh, so there is, you know, quite a lot of, of work continuing there. I should say we're all working from home and, and you know, having virtual investment meetings and so on every day. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of activity uh, going on from the from the investment team and portfolio manager perspective.
0: And specifically on that, you know, portfolio activity uh, in previous weeks we've spoken around sort of high grading the names in the portfolio, generally some relative, you know, valuation calls amongst the utility exposure, but not yet time, you know, to deploy meaningful amounts of capital into the the economically exposed assets. Any any change to that view? What have we been doing to the portfolios over the last week?
1: Yeah, it's still in the sense of high grading. Um You know, we have uh, not moved materially more defensive. We've moved more defensive around the edges, um, but within the defensive component of the portfolio, you know, we're going for quality, we're going for size, we're going for companies with great liquidity profiles and so on. we are, you know, still uh, quite some time away from being in a position where we feel comfortable to to add cyclicality to the to the portfolio. You know, there's a lot of commentators and equity strategists who believe you're not going to see the bottom of the market until somewhere around the middle of the year. Their view is you need to see a declining rate of infections in some of the developed markets, you know, Italy, UK, US. Uh, before the uh, market can really get a handle on what the economic damage might be, uh, and and therefore you know have some idea of what the earnings are going to be going forward for these companies, so that's work still to be done. And you know as we work toward that stage, we're going to maintain a defensive positioning in the portfolio because you know the utilities, frankly, are the ones that are going to recover the quickest, as we've seen in Europe. You know we should expect that same kind of profile to, to play out in the U.S. over the next week or two.
0: Nick Langley, thanks very much for joining us today. To all our listeners, thanks again for giving up your time to hear what's going on in the infrastructure markets. Uh, We'll be back next week with an update to this podcast. Thank you very much.